Hello, everybody. My name is Eric. My name is Nick. And today we're going to start by saying that was the worst defensive performance I have ever seen in my entire life. That was truly, truly atrocious. I wouldn't say it was the worst one I've ever seen, but it wasn't great. I'm gonna, we're going to get all into this. Well, uh, obviously they lost last week to an opponent they should not have lost to. Uh, it was pretty embarrassing. One of the worst off. teams in the league. The worst team in the league against a practice squad quarterback who threw for 400 yards in his debut. Only the second time that's ever happened. I'm not in a good mood. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was pretty damn ugly. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think anybody could have predicted that was going to happen with the, the Mike White playing against us. No, especially with us scoring 31 points. And they scored the, the 31th point, like – I don't know, seven, eight minutes left in the game. So, like, there's, you know, enough time, obviously, to come back, but not not what we expected. Yeah, I mean, especially after the week we had versus the Ravens, you know. Yeah, they completely, like, shut down MVP candidate Lamar Jackson. But they couldn't stop a, you know, practice squad quarterback making his first start. It was just, It was just awful. What do you think the problem was? Okay, I'm going to save my gripe for the offense at the very end because they're very small and very short. Um, I think you can attribute this loss to two causes. Inability to kind of, I don't know, make, make adjustments, I guess is the best phrase, and inability to make proper tackling. Um, because how I saw it and how I, I, like, I watched the replay of the game is – that he didn't throw the ball downfield almost at all. Like, I, I only counted a handful of passes that were thrown further than five yards past the line of scrimmage, probably like five or ten attempts. Everything that he did was um, within five to ten yards of the line of scrimmage. So basically, they took away everything deep and gave up everything underneath. So... um. And you're the, you're the more defensive expert here compared to me, but it just seemed like they were just giving them 10 yards on every pass play because they get the ball in space and nobody could tackle. So they get an extra five. You know, they make contact, but, you know, break out of it, get an extra five yards out of that constantly over and over and over and over the whole game. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the big problem is, um, you know, yards after the catch. That, yeah, that, that was, was the huge. Jets' game plan because, I mean, they have an untested quarterback, so they wanted to play the short game. Yeah, that was their whole thing. They're, they're playing the short game. They're playing the, the underneath crossing routes. They did a lot of screens and uh, stuff out in the flat, and they did not at any point decide to cover the flat, like, throughout the entire game. Like, I don't know if, like, would, could you diagnose what coverage they were in the entire game? Because I don't, I don't know my defensive coverage as, as well as you do. It was a mix, um, but I think, you know, something that we've forgotten this season, I guess, is um, that we've never been good at covering the flat. We've never been good at, you know, covering um, those short outs or crosses across the middle just because our linebackers have never been good in coverage. Um, so, you know, this year we I, th- I feel like we've played a lot of teams that try and go deep 
Um, and we haven't played a team that does this type of offense. Um, yeah. And it really showed our weaknesses here. And Yeah, huge weakness. I, I feel like tackling is a big problem we've had for years. Yeah, I mean, I think it was 15 total missed tackles. That's a huge amount, obviously. Oh, yeah. um, I think – hold on a second. It's uh, 280, 280 yards after the catch. Yeah, that's, that's a vast majority. Huge. Of- I think that's the most yards – after the catch allowed since 2014. That's a lot. And you think if he threw 400, I don't know exactly how much. Uh, two, okay, a 405. So just basic rounding. He threw for 400. Um, you know, if you're saying 280 after the catch, that means he only threw 120 through the field, which is, that's nothing. Yeah, so, that's pretty insane if you think about it. Yeah. So just, again, inability to, to, to not, you know, change the scheme at all like you could play more is it is it cover two that does a lot more in the flat that has either linebackers or corners cover that area no cover two um is two deep safeties but there are there are coverage packages where you can uh you have um either linebackers or or corners or even safeties or just i'll say defensive backs cover those empty areas and they didn't do that the entire game well the, the problem with cover two is you drop safeties back and then then, um receivers will pull your corners back and then you're double covered on the deep routes and then your linebackers have to slot down into the into the flat areas um and our linebackers just aren't fast enough yeah Um, it didn't seem like it didn't seem like i mean they could have played some man coverage it which i I guess they didn't because it, it seemed like everybody was completely wide open in the flat the entire game um, I, you know, I think it's not just the flat. I think it's in the middle too. Their their running backs too, yeah. were getting open all over the place, and we just couldn't tackle them. I think um, we gave up 217 yards after the catch to to running backs, and 136 of them were to Logan Wilson, who's the middle linebacker. Oof! So not clearly a big problem there, and he had three missed tackles. That's pretty bad. So it's the same thing that I've been saying, you know, last year. I've been saying this year. I think our linebackers are still struggling quite a bit. Yeah, and you were, I think, the week before ripping on Lou Amaru, though. He did not have a good game this week. Yeah, um, he didn't do anything to cover up these weaknesses. He didn't adjust. Um, yeah, obviously, you got to work with what you have, game. but he did not adjust the scheme. No, it it just seemed like at, at any point in time they could have made adjustments to cover those empty areas, and they didn't throughout the entire game. Yeah, uh, I think our like our safeties they still played well. Our corners played all right. Um, I think we could have played a lot more, you know, bump and run corners. Um, they just played too too much off the ball. I think we should have switched, played more man. Yeah, I would have preferred some. I I've bitched about zone coverage hundreds of thousand times. I don't. Uh, I really don't see. It's. It just seems to me like man coverage is more optimal because you would have somebody near somebody at any given time, unless you do a man blitz. But like, that's you know, unless you just completely the the player just completely forget where they're supposed to be, which can also happen on zone coverage plays. But like, man, it's like okay, in theory, there should be somebody near. Um, wherever the ball's going at any point in time, you know. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I mean, this this is my problem with uh, – this was my problem with Lou. Um, I said it two weeks ago. I said he tends to play soft, um, and we see it. I, I said back then we saw it in the fourth quarter when, you know, we were clearly ahead and um, we were playing a lot of zone and just letting them get down, and they scored on us. Um, well, it, it's not even so much the zone itself. It was a super soft zone. So, like, it just seemed like everybody was backing up. And they were playing – they were – like to kind of recap, it's the fourth quarter. We go up thirty-one twenty with seven and a half to go. So, you know, not completely out of the scope of a team coming back down eleven with eight to go, but just presumably unlikely. And the defenses they they came out. I don't think they blitz, which we don't blitz to begin with, but they didn't blitz anybody. Uh, I don't think at all during that final two possessions. You saw a lot of like just soft coverage where they're just kind of sitting down, just waiting for the ball to come, just completely giving up the underneath the entire last two drives. Just like, just like, or to say, we're not going to, you know, play the safeties and corners back deep, you know, not give up the big play. But like when you just let them, just just let them have everything underneath. That's also not a good strategy either. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of a, a crazy thing to, it's a crazy scheme to play against an inexperienced quarterback is to, you know, not pressure the quarterback, not make him beat man coverage. Um, yeah. When you're dropping guys deep against a quarterback that doesn't have a lot of experience, then it's it's like, what are you scared of? Are you really scared that he's going to be throwing bombs on you? And, you know, I think they attempted like one deep pass and it was wildly overthrown. Like at that point, we should have been playing close man. Yeah, just like say, hey. You know, let the corners go one on one. If they get beat, they get beat. But they're they had been playing well overall, I think. Um, but as we just said, you know, most of these plays came on at the expense of linebackers. And um, yeah, I I also thought that the defensive line virtually got no pressure the entire game. Well, it's tough when you when you're when the offense is playing, you know, dink and dunk. You don't have a lot of time to get to the quarterback, and you yeah. know playing those the, a lot. They had a lot of swing passes and stuff like that, and that's exactly what you want to do to get rid of pressure from a D line. Yeah, it that's the best way to you know combat pressure, and they did that. Like Andy Dalton did that a lot, like back in the day, just getting the ball out super quick, so he didn't have to get stand back there get hit pressure, but like. You think they would have? I don't know. Expected some kind of change. Yeah, I just. That, I mean, that's that's the big problem. Is we just, you know, Lou Anarumo was in, or however you say his name, he was not reactive. He refused to change the game plan the whole game, and that that was just crazy to me. You know, I, I don't like it. I thought we should have replaced him at the beginning of the year. Um, and I still think that I know everybody was really high on the defense coming into this game, but to me, I still saw a lot of the weaknesses and I think it, you know, there was a team that was finally able to exploit our weaknesses. Yeah. Which is kind of scary for, we got Cleveland coming up and they're going to, you know, jump all over us. And they're good at that. They're good at the short game and they have a really strong run game. So that's, that's pretty much a nightmare for us. Oh yeah, especially that. Um, given the fact that uh, 
Baker Mayfield is injured. He's got to throw the ball. He's probably he probably don't want to stand back there all day. They're probably going to do the same damn thing. So that which is not you know going into the bye with this win was huge. Like winning this game would have been huge because that way it's like oh if you lose to Cleveland well you know it's not the end of the world but you can live now. It's like okay you really don't want to go into the bye at five and four. Yeah. And, you know, another big thing is I was hoping we were, we would make some trades on the deadline here. Uh, yeah, they didn't make any trades. I'm not surprised by we that. We did though. not. Like, yeah, but I was hoping we, you know, would do something to improve our our linebacking group or our O-line. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like they didn't need to make any big trades. I think the only big name that moved was Vaughn Miller, and he's not what he once was, so, eh. Yeah, but we could have been one. Um. Well, here, here's my thing, though, is that you're probably going to have to trade draft picks for next year. I kind of think, given this trajectory, next year could be like the really big year where they could really like push over the edge. If that's the case, you really don't want to give up you know, valuable draft picks for short-term leases on players who may not fit very well. But that's what so, team. That's what teams do that are that that win. They get. They get people that'll fit their scheme. You know, once you get to the point of wanting to win a Super Bowl, um, you need people that fit your scheme and you know that they're going to play well. Um, right. If you look at the uh, what's the, the Bucks, you know, they've built a team that has, you know, a good mix of veterans and guys that fit the scheme very well. Right. Um, they're not a super young team where it's a bunch of rookies that they're expecting to play above their level. And I think that's, you know, we need to make a decision on where we're at now. And I think I, I do think I'm going to counter your point, though. I'm going to say that they're a little bit more developed, like like Giannis Antetokounmpo, like going into last year, it was way more ahead than where Joe Burrow is right now. So I think like, yeah, you're right. Um, I would all argue that I've also seen teams go for it and basically mortgage their future. You know, like it's like the Rams who made that trade. It's like they have two draft picks next year. You know, how 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 well is that going to be? Like oh. who can forget Ricky Williams? They traded literally every draft pick to get Ricky Williams and then the the Saints were basically terrible for like a decade. Yeah, but I mean, look at the Rams. They've traded a lot of draft picks, but they've been in the playoffs the last 5 years. Yeah, that's true. And, but I just, you know, I just don't think we're there yet to do that. a lot more competitive than we have been. And I think, you know, that's always been our biggest problem is trying to acquire talent that will fit our team. And we did it this offseason. I think we could have done more at the trade deadline. Realizing did it the last two we offseasons. Struggling. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm, I'm a little crazy, and I do think that the Rams got, got that, you know, L.A. boost from the media. You know, nobody gave a shit about the Rams when they were out in St. Louis, but then, you know, they come to they come to L.A. and two years they're in the Super Bowl. I, oh, I think there's I, some home cooking there. They blew up their roster, though, so they made a lot and of They moves. have, but they got a very favorable call in that, in that NFC Championship game the year they went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, speaking about favorable call. <laughs> yeah, speaking about favorable calls, who wants to talk about that the worst helmet-to-helmet call i've ever seen in my entire life that uh, was terrible the nfl that, like, is holding steady on that too <laughs> well they have to like they're not going to talk shit about their own refs like they would rather like like 
it's like it's like say it's a weird scenario where like a ref killed a player they would obviously oh side with the ref i swear to god like they're like they're whole i don't know why they hold them to such like high regard you know they, they fucking make mistakes all the time and it's obviously known that these refs like it's like they have ulterior motives tim donaghy for pete's sake like everybody knows about that like it's not infallible to believe that these people do shit like that yeah that all that craziness aside um, just, I don't know how you can possibly call that a helmet to helmet play, you know, like if you're trying to make a tackle with your body and your arms, you, your head's going to be in the way no matter what, like there's not a, you can't, you cannot tackle a person in any, in any possible way without your head touching them in some way, unless you, unless you could like do some weird arm swipe, but how often does that happen? Like, why don't they just start calling helmet-to-helmet plays on just, like, every snap just because it happens, you know? Yeah, I mean, it. I haven't looked up any analysis that was done on it, but from what I know about helmet-to-helmet, it makes no sense. He didn't, you know, he, he led with his shoulder. He didn't lead with his helmet. Yeah, his the first was, the, the first part that hits the guy's body well, it was the helmet, but that's only because the other guy bent down. Like, if, if he didn't... If that running back doesn't lower his head afterwards, there's no helmet to helmet contact, and he just tackles him with his arms. Like exactly, the, it should have been helmet to helmet initiated by the offensive player, really. Yeah, because the guy's just trying to make a tackle. Like that was that was a terrible call. They, they lost that game before that, but that was. Um, well, I, I think you know you can never count out Burrow, and I think well, that would have given us a, that a shot to get it, but. You know, this well, the it. thing, the, yeah, the whole thing was is that they had three timeouts left, basically, because uh, there was an incomplete pass, there was a two-minute warning, and then um, so I, maybe maybe that would have been their their first timeout they used, but they still had two timeouts. You ne- you never would have known, but uh, I guess this is a perfect transition to talk about the offense because you know we wouldn't have been in this situation if it weren't for. That that pick right before uh, the pick that Burrow threw, with about I don't know, probably three minutes left and four minutes left in the game. Uh, I have a gripe with this, and it's not so much about the throw itself. It's and this is a gripe that I've had with Zach Taylor's offense since the beginning. Uh, overcomplicated design plays. I think his play design is just atrocious. Like some of the like some of the basic stuff. Like as a coach, you probably put in like, you know, okay, here are the set run plays that we're going to play that people have been running since the beginning of football. Here are some basic pass plays to get first downs, and here's your hail mary four wide, you know, deep routes stuff like that. Uh, but some of the stuff that they add in is just baffling. The play that they did that caused the the interception, uh, it was it, it was a play action pass where uh, it's, it's a play-action screen, which in theory itself doesn't uh, sound too bad, but when you watch how they did it, uh, what you do is you have Burrow, who's right-handed. Uh, he's coming off to... Let me, let me look it up real quick to explain exactly what happened, because this is... Um, uh, like, a, a terrible play design. And I want to make sure that I'm explaining it right. Give me one second. My computer takes its sweet time. Come on, dude. Sometime this century. 
Okay. And I gotta find it. it. Takes ten years. Here we go. I'm pulling it up too. Okay, so Burrow, what he does is he initially, um, he gets the he gets the hike from the he's under center, and he turns he's right-handed. Remember, so he turns to throw a fake pitch outside. And as he's turning, he has to turn around, and he's going to make a, a screen pass throw to the wide receiver. And because he's turning around and not throwing at a fixed destination, he doesn't really know where Chase is until he, like, at the very last possible second. And there's a defender right in front of him who, who puts his hands up to tip the ball. I can almost guarantee with, like, statistical certainty that because he had to turn turn his entire body and then throw the ball, his brain probably didn't register the fact that there was a defender right there to tip the ball because, like, there's no humanly possible way uh, that the, the human brain can function in a way that can register that information that quickly enough without, like, determining, like, a difference in how things are done. So I just, it's not possible for him to have even known that he was there. And the fact that they did a play... That involves him turning that quickly to make a throw is bafflingly dumb uh, because he has no he has no ability to process information to make a decision. So he just has to like it's almost scripted in a way that like there's nothing he can do about it. Like there there are plays where you know you can say okay I'm going to throw it to you know this guy oh wait he's covered let me do something else. This there's absolutely nothing that Burrow could have done differently because the play design does not allow for him to do that because the human brain can't function properly enough and that short increment of time for him to register that the defender was there to tip the ball. Uh, bad RNG that it happened to tip right to the guy and he caught it. Um, but, like, the, the design of that is just atrocious. And there's a ton of plays that they've done throughout Taylor's tenure as a head coach that are just bafflingly dumb just like this. And this is just another one that he's had. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a bad play play call considering where we were at at the time, and the Jets, like, snuffed it out really quick. So, uh, it, you know, yeah. it wouldn't have gone anywhere, I think. Yeah, no, I think it was it was good. It, no matter what, it was good defense on their part. Um, but I'm just uh, – my, my gripe and complaint is that never should have been a, a play to consider. Like, it just it, – the human, the human brain can't function like that. So don't even run that play. Yeah, I mean, overall, though, I don't think the offense was too disappointing. Um, I think a lot of – I mean, I've I've read a few articles and a lot of people are shitting on our offense, which is kind of surprising to me because – Yeah. Like, I get it. Our offense hasn't been the most consistent this year, but I didn't see any big problems with the offense. Um, not as big yeah. as our defensive problems, at least. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I saw that, and I'm like, why why is the offense like the gripe here? Like, we scored 31 points. That's a lot better than most of the other games that we've had. Uh, like, if you look at since since Burrow took over in games that Burrow started, they've scored. 31 points let me think one two three four five six times so that's like the six most points they've ever scored it's not the offense's fault the the interception was bad and you can make an argument that like because they didn't run the ball very well throughout the entire game 
they couldn't control any clock. Like obviously the Jets won clock possession or possession of the ball this game. Yeah. By a good thirteen minutes. Um because they ran the ball a lot better than us. Uh among a myriad of things. But um I think overall the offense played well enough to win. Uh it's a shame that they had the punt after that second the the score that put them over the top. Um I gotta say though, I've been a pretty big critic of Taylor since he took over. I honestly don't think this this one's as much on him as it is on like Lou. I agree, hundred percent. So yeah, and back in the day, I would say the opposite. Say this, say this were game were to happen with Marvin Lewis, and it has. I think Marvin's a little bit more at fault here because he is a defensive minded coordinator in this role, so he would know better than than anybody. Like, hey, he's the best position person to know and say things to make adjustments but if you're an offensive coach you can only say hey let's go get the ball let's get turnover yada 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 you know it's a different mindset so i don't hold taylor as much as responsible in this as i would say marvin lewis because of that difference of their careers as a coach yeah yeah i mean this is just uh just disappointing you know coming off such a big game and you know being number one in the afc to just getting trounced and the media shitting on us again <laughs> yeah it's like it's like we had one week and it's back to normal um i also want to kind of say that um i'm not a big fan of leaving points on the board and they did at the beginning of the game. They got the big the big interception return and they took the ball over like the two yard line. And they went for it on fourth down. Uh I don't like leaving easy points on the board because that did come into play in this game. Had uh they converted a field goal, then this game's thirty four all after that touchdown and two point conversion. Then they just gotta go down and kick a field goal. And you know, you could easy, you can make the argument that you know Anything could have changed throughout the entirety of the game. But I think at this point, they should know better not to leave points on the board because points are very valuable. That's the only that's the only statistic that matters. You could have, like, four yards the entire game. If you win by three, that's all that matters, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Personally, I like the more aggressive play call. Um, but it, it doesn't always work out. Yeah. So I guess to kind of recap our our thing is big complaints on the defense. Offense wasn't too bad. They got to get better at the basics like tackling and making adjustments. They got Cleveland next week. Baker Mayfield is probably still a little, you know, sore. Um, I believe they should be having all Landry, OBJ, and and um, and and Mayfield. In in theory, that would be great. But in practice, that combination of those three have not been very good for the Browns. Like, I think last year after OBJ got hurt, the Browns did like so much better. And like even in that game, like Baker Mayfield had a had a rough game up until the point 
where OBJ got hurt, and then the entire second half or the entire rest of that game, he was almost perfect. I actually think he was perfect. I don't think he had an incompletion after that. Dang. Yeah. So it's going to be weird to see how um, they play against us. And I, and I believe it's a home game, right? Am I correct? Yeah, home for us, yeah. Yeah, because we finished the year at Cleveland. So, yeah, um, home field advantage should kick in. But at the same time, they really got to put this one together and really rebound before the bye. Yeah, I mean, I think this one's uh, – this is, this is a winnable game. Yeah. Their defense is still good. They're very good at running the ball, but I don't know how their quarterback play is going to be um given the fact that their receiving core and in Mayfield they just really haven't like gotten that chemistry that everybody thought that they would. Right. But we could be dead wrong. We thought we were going to easily win this game. I mean crazy things happen in the NFL, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think we need to do to win the game next week? Well, I think I think defense needs to they they just the the scheme needs to be more flexible. We can't just get comfortable mm-hmm. doing what we always do. Yep. Um. Obviously, they got to stop the run. That's important, especially like I don't know. I don't know how they're going to come out. I don't know if they're going to because I know they do a lot of runs up the middle and between the tackles. I don't know if they're going to start doing stuff on the outside because that worked really well against us last week. It, it seems to me that they have the players to do that, you know, the running backs to do that. So I would expect that they're going to run the ball a lot. Yeah, I um, mean that's the thing. Um, yeah, the Browns have struggled through the air this year. I think we need to stuff the run, stuff the short pass, and you know, make them try and make those deep passes. You know, yeah, kind of force them to, um, you know, throw the ball and yeah, because I mean, get lucky. Jesse Bates hasn't been, you know, as good this year as he was last year, but I still think he's very serviceable. I think. Oh yeah. We need to, you know blitz more let people try and throw deep and try and defend it yeah i think um just kind of doing what they were doing with lamar jackson getting pressure on him and playing good defense and yeah. i think i think they should be able to if they can you know get pressure stop the run now, you could say that against pretty much any opponent but um they're gonna have to for this one yeah i mean i think with this with the Browns, I think it's a you know it's a good opportunity to do it, to just try and do something different. And you know, I I just I don't have any complaints about how our our offense has been playing. I think, you know, th- there's been some mistakes, there's been some bad play call, but overall, it's it's you know, it hasn't been that concerning to me. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I would agree 100. Uh, percent There are some fixable things. I think they obviously should run the ball more, um, but I think they're passing just fine. So no complaints on that end. Yeah, I mean, if there's only if there's any complaint that I've seen consistently is that we score too quickly sometimes, and our defense gets tired. But I think that's a bullshit excuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do think they. Uh, well, it's like you go out and you throw up a seventy-yard pass to Jamar Chase. You know, you're basically getting all your points in one play. It's very easy 
to yeah just like we said just it's very easy to score super quickly because of that but that's that's kind of what we were basing our offense around so our defense needs to catch up to that maybe they should do like here's what they should start doing okay every time they have like a 70 yard play have chase like go out of bounds like the one yard line and then they can kill four let's just do like go for it from the four one yard line four times uh and just uh save save the defense a little bit of breath i thought you wanted to take points when you can eric <laughs> I know. But that, honestly, that's what they should do. But I'm, I'm just making a funny. Thing. <laughs> I know. But uh, I just I don't know, man. It's, uh, just disappointed. Just overall disappointed. Yeah, that high that we had after last week's game is all gone. We're, I don't know. Maybe we needed to come back down to earth. Yeah, I mean, I think we did, and I think we need to remember this. Now, like you were saying, I, I don't think this year is the Super Bowl year. It's too, no. you know, we haven't established ourselves yet, and the NFC has crazy good teams, anyways. <laughs> yeah, Cra- yeah, it's crazy to see uh, how the, what the Packers and Bucks are doing, even though the Bucks just lost, and the Packers only won because our old friend AJ Green forgot to turn around or misheard a play. Oh, that. Um, yeah, that was rough. I'm sure that it's, hurt. It's it's rough to see the internet go at him. It really is. Have you heard any more about it? Um, I heard that. I think you told me that you you said it was a designed. Um, like it was a designed run play out of the huddle, but then they audible to a pass, and he didn't hear it. That's all I've known about it. Okay. Um, but just yeah, seeing what people are saying, it's like oh, that's massacring my boy over here <laughs> yeah i'm sure he's not feeling too great but yeah no i i gotta say though that's like the only play he's ever really had that's like i don't know like well that's a really bad play yeah i mean he's he's having a, a great year i think you know I, yeah and everybody makes mistakes. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of uh, Bengals wanted him gone. Thought he was washed up, but he's still a good player, no matter what the internet says. <laughs> well, he's playing pretty damn great next to Hopkins. You know, yeah. If you look at their stats, I, I think arguably he's playing better. But you know, people would crucify me for saying that. But oh yeah, if you say that on like Reddit or go on like any social media platform and say that, they'll probably like <laughs> pull up torches and stuff. And- yeah, probably uh, hit you with a stick or something. I do actually. Do you do mind if I look that up real quick? I do want to see. Go for it. So I am curious. Okay, if you type in Arizona Cardinals, first off, they played in like five different places, which I think always think is funny. Uh, then you see like Pat Tillman is one of the retired numbers, which I also think is very funny. How his. Um, <laughs> His uh, his legacy has just been hijacked by the wrong kind of media. <laughs> but I'm not gonna get I'm not <laughs> getting the Pat Tillman today. Yeah. All right. Let's see. He's got 29 catches for this is AJ Green for 456 and three touchdowns. Not too bad. Hopkins is at 35 catches for 456, so 30 more yards, but seven more touchdowns. Interesting. Not seven more uh, touchdowns. Oh, Five sorry. More. He's got. He has seven touchdowns in Adrian's three, so he has, he has four more. I apologize. Yeah, four more. 
His catch rate is a little bit better, Hopkins is, but honestly, if you look at this, just pretty comparable, like pretty close. Yeah, I mean, they're really close. I I personally, my favorite stat for a receiver is their average, their catch average yards per reception. Um, It'd be interesting if you could make a statistic that was that could take like catch percent and like yards per average and combine them into some fashion. I'm like sh- that would be a really good mix of both. I'm statistic. Oh, that's just a, that's a whole different thing. Though. I bet P P F F has some crazy stats like that. Yeah, I would like to see if I if I had the money, I would buy for their subscription. Just like go through their website. How much does I should, it cost? I should start working for them. I have no idea. I think it's a decent chunk. <laughs> I think you got to be a real stat head to like. Get get a whole lot of use out of it. I know. I also do think sometimes that their stuff is kind of subjective, but you know. I know somebody on on the subreddit has an account because they put up those pictures every yeah. every week now. I wonder if like if that's like breaking rules of contract. You know, <laughs> like like if you because you're paying for a subscription and you just like give it out for free. like if you like rent a movie and play it in a park, that's technically illegal. It's like stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know, but it is interesting. I like I like seeing those stats, even if they're not, you know, they're not perfect. But it's it's cool seeing, yeah. seeing them. Yeah, I don't think their stats are perfect, but they are a good indicator of like ballpark performance. Okay, I do think that covers up our uh, initial discussion. Nick, do you have anything else you want to go over? No. Nope. That's all. All right, I'm done bitching. Get some rest. Thank you very much for listening. If you liked us, hit that subscribe button or like button or whatever's on the thing and subscribe. And uh, thank you very much for listening. You guys have a good one. Bye bye.